How's it going, everybody? This is the Hootatish Podcast, a podcast source for news, information, analysis, and opinions for all things New Orleans Saints. I'm your solo host today, Tyler Raymond, and we'll be taking an in-depth look into the New Orleans Saints 2019 free agency. So, guys, I'm back. I just want to say, how's it going? How's everybody doing? Are you excited for all the moves the Saints have been making? I know I am. So let's just get right into things. First off, I just wanted to say you guys should check out all of our social media. I'll leave links not only when we post our podcast episode, but I will be mentioning them at the end of the episode. So make sure to stick to the end to find out where you can follow all of us and listen to everything great that we produce. So also, guys, I just wanted to let you know that if you haven't already listened to it, my great uh, podcast co-hosts, uh, Dayton Brown and Charlie Pollock have actually produced another episode. It's not entirely up to date considering everything the Saints, every single move the Saints have been making. But if you guys want to listen to what they've talked to, what they've talked about, and all the Saints moves they've made up to that point where they covered, make sure to check that out. That's the previous episode to this one. So let's just get right on into things. Uh, we have a lot of moves to talk about. I'm really excited to be doing a solo episode for you guys. I'm really excited, so let's get right on into it. So the first one we wanted to talk to you guys about today is actually going to be probably the biggest one the Saints have made so far, and it's literally insane considering. Um, it's literally insane considering this is like, this is this move is going to change the entire look of the offense. It's going to help Drew Brees a ton. It's going to take pressure off of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And that move is uh, according on Twitter. This is where we get all of our news and information from. Mostly, um, according to Pro Football Talk, uh, they report on Twitter. According to their source, the New Orleans Saints are close to a deal with free agent tight end Jared Cook. Yeah, let's go, guys. So, Jared Cook is a 31 going on 32 year old tight end. He was very productive last year with the Oakland Raiders. He actually set career highs with the team, and that was for last season. 68 catches for 896 yards and 6 touchdowns with the Raiders. He's also played with the Titans, Rams, and Packers. If you guys didn't remember, a few years back uh, in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers was driving downfield in the postseason trying to get the Packers the, the playoff win, and he threw that insane crunch time throw to like the side of the field and it was actually jerry cook who like tiptoed and grabbed it over the side of the field it was literally insane so if you guys remember that play that's the type of tight end that jerry cook is and will absolutely be for the new orleans saints he's an insane tight end set career highs he's a great playmaker he's gonna do wonders for this offense obviously going into it right now we were all expecting, at least some of us at the very beginning, that Josh Hill was going to be the starter. That's what they envisioned. But a lot of people thought, you know, with Benjamin Watson retiring, we lost Jimmy Graham years ago. Kobe Fleener didn't really work out. It's funny. Everything that we envisioned or wanted Kobe Fleener to be, this is what Jerry Cook actually is. Jerry Cook is actually a beast of a tight end who's going to be helping the Saints so, so much. And it's actually insane considering how effective he's going to be for this offense. In my opinion, I think it opens everything up. Um, he's a bit on the older side, but if, like, if we can get this offense going, if we can get the receivers, the young receivers that we had last year to step up, 
That'll take pressure off of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And then you have Jared Cook in the mix. Man, it, I, I don't care who you have at quarterback. If you have all those weapons working together, man, I feel bad for opposing defenses. Not to mention, you, you're going to have Sean Payton uh, just making the whole thing work. So it's literally going to be insane. Let's get to the next big news we've got. And that would actually be another move on offense. So if you guys didn't hear the unfortunately sad news of Mark Ingram, uh, unfortunately not decided to return with the Saints and sign with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, it's very sad, I know. But the Saints have found his replacement. And I like the deal. I know a lot of people, unfortunately, want Ingram back. Um, What can you say, man? You know, he left, and it's going to be sad to see him go. It, it definitely, it's going to be weird to see him in another jersey. But let's talk about his replacement, who's going to be helping Alvin Kamara in that backfield and really make that duo go. So the Saints ended up signing former Minnesota Viking, uh, running back Latavius Murray. So if you guys didn't know... I, myself, Tyler Raymond, I'm from New York. I love all the hometown guys. The reason why I actually became a Saints fan is because of Will Smith, um, longtime Saint who passed away. Uh, grew up in New York. Crazy stuff, but I'm getting off topic. Uh, Latavius Murray actually attended Onondaga Central High School in Nidro, New York. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm really excited for this uh, this, uh, this signing. I think he's going to be a great compliment to Alvin Kamara. But let's just get right into the details. It was a four-year deal worth $14.4 million, with $7.2 million guaranteed. He should be averaging about $3.6 million per year. And in his career, Murray has averaged, let's see, he's rushed for 899 attempts, so one off of 900, for a total of almost 3,700 yards. So he's actually at... A 3,698, a 4.1 average, and 34 touchdowns. So I think he's absolutely capable of helping our offense. I think, you know, if you can get that nice duo, the nice compliment working, you know, where Alvin Kamara is a shifty running back, you know, the speed guy, the guy that's elusive, the dude that does everything, hurdles people apparently. It just, he's awesome. And then you have the ground and pound runner, Latavius Murray, bull rushing through people, getting the hard, heavy nosed. Uh, Heavy nose runs, you know, those kind of touchdowns, I'm all for it. I think he's going to be a nice compliment. Sure, we did miss Mark Ingram flossing. You will surely be missed, Mark Ingram. But um, it's a great replacement, if you ask me. And I think he's going to work out just fine. Uh, other recent news, actually, that Dayton and Charlie didn't get to cover, but I'm going to cover right now. Uh, let's go with the sad part first. And that's actually a shocker. If you guys didn't know, if you've been living underneath the rock, I like to say that expression a lot. I'm um, here at the podcast. We'll fill you in. So Max Unger, the Saints Pro Bowl All-Star Center in his early 30s, actually ended up retiring. So he's been playing it year to year. Um, you know, he his reasoning for retiring this early in his career, he just said... In his opinion, he thought that he was, you know, a detriment to the Saints. He thought that at this point he couldn't really keep up, you know, with how, with how everything was going. And, yeah, if you guys don't remember, Max Unger was actually acquired in the Jimmy Graham trade. We ended up uh, trading Jimmy Graham for Max Unger, the center, and our first one picked that was Stefani Anthony. That didn't work out, long story short. But, yeah, we're going to miss Max Unger, though, you know, and... You know, he's a great addition to the team when he played. You know, everybody respected him. He was a great leader. Drew Brees even, I think, posted on Instagram and Twitter saying how much he 
appreciated Max, and yeah, we're going to miss him, but uh, just like the Mark Ingram news, uh, this next signing actually kind of leads into, with that news, into this news. So the Saints ended up signing Nick Easton, former center and guard for the Minnesota Vikings. It's kind of weird that we got there. Running back, former running back, and guard, their offensive lineman. Now, we don't really have any stats at the moment on Nick Easton. Um, I could tell you he, I believe I saw a stat on Twitter that he didn't allow a sack in so many hundred snaps, so that's pretty good. But I actually have a few quotes from John D. Shazier, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, from NewOrleansSaints.com. That, yeah, he's their senior writer. He actually interviewed uh, interviewed Nick just about everything that was going on. And here, let me just scroll through real quick and read you guys a few things that Nick Easton was telling John DeShazier um, about his career and, you know, deciding to accept uh, a deal with the Saints and how everything, how that's going to go. He says he's feeling really good. Uh, so basically, Nick Easton had a recovery um, from last year, what happened was he had a herniated disc in his neck, or I think it was his back. It might have been both, but he was recovering from that. But he was actually playing pretty well up until the, up until that point. Uh, he's taken snaps both as center and guard, so I think he'll be competing right now for the starting center job. But it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, Cameron Tom take it. If Cameron Tom ended up beating Nick Easton out, I think it'd be really interesting to see now. Considering our offensive line with the depth and everything, if you see Nick Easton pushed over to guard, who knows? We'll have to see and check that out as time progresses. But let me read you guys some of the quotes. So let's hear, guys. So John says that Easton played five games at center to close out the 16th season with Minnesota and started the first 12 games of the 17th season at left guard for the Vikings. And then Easton goes on to say that this was obviously huge shoes to fill. And he's heard great things about the New Orleans Saints, you know, a great locker room, just great things about everything. And uh, let's see here, he even talks about Unger too a little bit. So obviously huge shoes to fill. Let's see, Max Unger is a great player, great personality, great locker room guy, obviously. So at first he's just talking about, you know, um, just uh, meeting the expectations that the New Orleans Saints have, considering, obviously, they're one of the best offensive lines in the league. They're one of the best powerhouses, the best offenses, you know, in the NFL. So, obviously, a lot of, a lot of big shoes to fill. Let's see. He also talks about he's more natural at the center spot. He's flexible in his position, saying he's got snaps at guard. But he personally chooses a center spot. He says that his communication is really good and that he... He went to Harvard, so obviously he's a very smart guy. And considering he knows the playbook very well when he was with Minnesota, he figures he'll do well in New Orleans. And he's just always said how uh, when he's been with teams, they've allowed the fewest sacks allowed, uh, the most rushing yards. Uh, and those are the most important stats for offensive linemen. So considering everything he's been saying in the interview, I honestly think... Th he should be doing pretty well, you know. Hopefully, if his injury doesn't nag him at all, and he can be a great communicator and a great, reliable offensive lineman for him, for the Saints, I think it's a good deal. And hopefully, the Saints get a bona fide starter that can make a huge impact for them going down the road. Because we know what the Saints, you know, if you gotta protect Drew Brees or maybe down the road Teddy Bridgewater, you gotta need some good guys to get that done. So let's see here, guys. The next news I have for you guys, this actually all involves, every single move the Saints have made, it kind of involves 
correlating moves in the past offseason just to lead everything up into it. So with these next couple moves, um, with everything, the Saints actually had some, kind of like some negative outcomes kind of led to this, but let's just get into it and I'll explain everything as we go. So the first signing that the Saints did was actually uh, their first signing on defense, I should say, was actually adding former first-round pick. Actually, this was a pick right after the Saints when they selected Stephon Anthony. Um, was actually Malcolm Brown by the Patriots. He averaged a tackle every 11.27 snaps. He had 14 tackles for a loss with the Patriots. In comparison, uh, the player uh, Malcolm Brown is going to be replacing, Tyler Davison, averaged a tackle every uh, 20.77 snaps. So obviously an upgrade with Malcolm Brown. And only had nine tackles for a loss with the Saints. So Malcolm Brown, obviously he's a big, big guy. He's 6'2", 320 pounds. He's only 25. But he has the ability to push the pocket. He's great at stuffing the run. He saw 55% of the Patriots snaps over the last three years. In his career, Malcolm Brown has told 186 combined tackles and eight and a half sacks. So with all of these signings, basically what the Saints are trying to do are shore up any holes that they've had going with this team into the next season. And if you guys haven't been listening, we'll just explain what's been going on. So... Of course, you had Sheldon Rankins uh, last year in the playoffs uh, towards ACL, so he will still be recovering. I think people said uh, he's going to be out for a little bit heading into this next season. You had David Onyemata, uh, you know, a reliable rotational player on the defensive line. He right now is, uh, we believe, to be going to be suspended for um, smoking some unadvised uh, drugs. So... Yeah, and <laughs> and then we have Tyler Davison, uh, the player I compared Malcolm Brown to. Uh, right now, he is currently a free agent. Free agency has already began, by the way. And right now, he has not been uh, currently re-signed by the New Orleans Saints. So, if he doesn't get re-signed uh, as a depth piece, we obviously know now that Malcolm Brown is the obvious upgrade. So, yeah, we, like we mentioned, he's 6'2", 320 pounds, 25. Great player. Has a great pedigree with the Patriots, you know. Patriots sometimes it just make stupid moves, you know. They don't re sign guys that think they can fill those needs in the draft or something else. But the Saints got a great player, and I'm looking forward to seeing him on the defensive line with Cameron Jordan and uh, Marcus Devenport. So the Saints actually ended up signing uh, another defensive lineman too. That was Mario Edwards Jr. In his career, Edwards has told 85 combined tackles and seven and a half sacks. So like I was saying with Malcolm Brown, you've got Mario Edwards Jr. Actually, a bit of an interesting defensive lineman. He's one of those guys that um can really switch and go anywhere on the line. You know, he's versatile. He's flexible. You know, he's athletic. Uh, he's a big guy, too, who can help with the run, generate a bit of pressure there. You know, in his career, he was able to do that with all the sacks. So I think this is going to be really interesting to see, considering what alignments the Saints have to use with possibly uh, Tyler Davison not being there anymore, Sheldon Rankins being hurt, David Onyemata um, being suspended possibly for a few games. We'll have to see what alignments the Saints use, but I'm looking forward to seeing their possible configurations once they get everybody back and get everything situated. So... Let's see. With that being said, though, um, some players on the defensive line. Uh, let's just talk about real quick. 
about how this affects the roster and what to expect, I think, going into the 2019 season. Let's just start back with the defensive lineman. So right now, obviously, you have Taylor Stallworth as a backup piece, you know, uh, a backup player in his rookie year, you know, made some good moves, you know, impressed a bit, but not quite starter, uh, starter potential yet. You know, he's not quite a starter yet. So that's why they signed Edwards Jr. and Malcolm Brown, you know, so they've got all those guys going. And right now we actually forgot to talk about it. Alex Okafor actually ended up signing with the Chiefs. I believe it was a three-year deal. So that is another another thing that really shifts off uh, this defensive line. The Saints are currently uh, in pursuit. Uh, they've shown interest in Robert Quinn, the current defensive end uh, for the Miami Dolphins. But uh, he's been shown interest with the Dallas Cowboys too. So we'll have to keep an eye out on that. And Ziggy Ansah, another defensive end that could kind of... Um, take over the role for um, Alex Okafor. Uh, teams are a bit concerned with his shoulder injury, I believe. I think that's people what people were saying on Twitter. But we'll have to uh, take a look at that and who gets signed and if the Saints decide to make any more moves. Because right now, honestly, free agency has been insane. The Saints, it seems like right now the last few years, ever since they've been making the playoffs again, they've really changed their whole dynamic around about being a great team, making smart moves, not overspending like they used to when they were a desperate team trying to get back into winning seasons. They've played it smart. They've been aggressive when they need to, considering the Jerry Cook news, which is insane. They've made smart moves like re replacing uh, Mark Ingram, replacing defensive linemen, replacing Max Unger. They're making moves when they need to, and if you ask me, they're setting themselves perfectly up for uh, the draft. Uh, even though they don't have a first and third round pick, I think they're going to set themselves up pretty well, where pretty much they can almost afford to go uh, best player available, you know, and unless somebody falls, I wouldn't exactly expect them right now to um move up in the draft, you know, they'll just sit quietly and they'll see what happens, let's see. More talk about free agency, guys. Some other news. Obviously, you guys are probably wondering, man, Mickey Loomis is a genius. He He's amazing with the Saints money. How does he do this? How does he work all the salary cap? Well, let's talk about that, shall we? So, of course, you uh, you had news that Drew Brees ended up uh, extending his contract, uh, reworking it, I should say, that uh, pushed a little bit of dead money. I believe it was like 20 some million into next year's uh, cap. Well, the Saints were actually, I think, expected to have around $100 million in cap space. But, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that when it comes to it. It ended up uh, freeing up about $10 million in this year's cap. So that gave us some extra spending room. That's always great. Let's see, the Saints also ended up uh, saving money with Max Unger retiring. I think that saved around 6 or $7 million. Let's see here, guys. Some other news. Let's see. Teddy Bridgewater, the Saints... Uh, notorious backup, uh, a quarterback who uh, is projected, at least right now, to be the heir to the apparent throne, that is, Drew Brees. The GOAT, of course, the greatest of all time. Um, uh, signed a one-year deal for $7 million, so you get a quality backup, you know, if something ever happens to Drew this year. Let's hope not. Knock on wood. But you've got Teddy Bridgewater, re-signed, good to go. Uh, obviously... If you haven't watched any of his film, he's always a great quarterback. I really hope he signs a long-term deal. 
next year with the New Orleans Saints, of course. Uh, let's see. Before the Saints acquired him, uh, he played with the Jets in the preseason, had a pretty good preseason. Before, all those years ago, before he got injured, he was a beast with the Vikings. I believe he got into the playoffs, too, maybe? Um, but, yeah, with all those... Uh, with all of those moves, the Saints have really been setting themselves uh, selves up pretty well uh, heading into the draft. Uh, like I've said, guys, let's see. Wow, 20-minute uh, episode for you guys. Just wanted to get this information out there for you. If I missed any information, please feel free to contact us. Let me know. Uh, this is probably going to be the first episode for a little while. Um, we're going to try to get the whole game back together, I think, next week. Or if not this week, definitely next week. We're going to try to get some guests on to talk about any more news that comes out uh, with the New Orleans Saints, with free agency. I, I know uh, this past uh, week, uh, Dayton and Charlie uh, not only covered some of the moves that I covered here, but they also got into some of the moves, you know, around the NFL. Some of the crazier things, you know, the Antonio Brown move, uh, the Odell Beckham move, everything that's been going on. If you guys haven't been uh, keeping up to date, make sure to check out that episode, as always. So let's let's uh, sign off and let's give you guys where you can follow all of our social media, where you can follow everything. First off and foremost, if you love listening to this guy in the mic, Tyler Raymond, that's me, myself. You can follow me on our main social media platform. That's Twitter, what we go by. You can follow me at Raymond Tyler M. You can follow my main two hosts, uh, Dayton Brown and Charlie Pollock. You can follow Dayton Brown at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow Charlie Pollock at St. Charlie. Make sure to check out. We we put out these episodes everywhere. We love supporting you guys. We love it when you guys support us. First and foremost on Twitter. If you could get back to us, you know, respond. What you love about our episodes. Um, what do you think about free agency? How insane are these moves that the Saints are making? Make sure to tweet us there. You know, we love it. Also, make sure to check out our main Who That Dish official podcast account on Twitter at the WDD Podcast. Make sure to check out all of our episodes where we share them. If you're in any of the main Facebook groups uh, for the Saints, you know, if you're a Saints fan, check out the Facebook groups. I like to post all of our podcast episode links there. Also, make sure to check them out on Spreaker.com, iTunes. Make sure to give us a rating. Make sure to leave us a like, subscribe. Subscribe on Spreaker. We love we love the support. And as always, who that guys?